welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV Experience. Travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot talking about websites. Make sure you visit this one for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. That's what separates Gunspot from their competitors. So it's not a matter if it's a matter when you visit their website. So be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. And while you are strapped up, saddle up in a new car from Roper Kia, Check out their inventory online if they don't have the car of your dreams. They will help you find it. And mention us here at Miked Up to save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. And the next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Once you get that new car after you're strapped up and you've saddled up, you're going to need to make sure you take care of that saddle because you're going to need those tires changed and auto oil service. So get that taken care of at Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri. They do specialize in the tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website as well at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. And let's get into a, a little football this week. Uh, a lot of weird going on in the NFL. We're going to talk about the Colts, uh, what's going on with the Vikings, maybe even some Heisman stuff before diving into some baseball. And, of course, the very popular LeBron James groin. LeBron James. Injury. But I think the bigger injury and this was going off the other day, is the Josh Allen elbow injury. No practice for him so far this week. It's a UCL injury. It sounds like Josh Allen might need Tommy John surgery. It wasn't too long ago we were talking about Dak Prescott, how he had a little bit of a, a baseball injury to his throwing arm. Now with Josh Allen and this UCL, this is terrifying. Mm -hmm. As a guy who's a fan of Josh Allen, I don't want this to, to happen. But if you're a Bills fan, this is ter you could lose this guy for an entire year. I mean, yeah, if not, like I don't, I don't feel like we've ever really heard of a Tommy John injury due to football, and, and not to uh, an elite level quarterback. Yeah, and you know, right this here is in guy, his prime. And I don't know how far I can go or how far this goes into it. You know, this is he struggled with kind of accuracy early in his career. Will this be an issue for him moving forward if he's dealing with elbow pain? Is he going to have to take? some power off of it. How much does this truly affect him moving forward? Let's say if he does have the Tommy John surgery, does he come back the same Josh Allen? I'm going to assume not, but I hope it never reaches that point because we've talked about this entire offseason so far this year about how it feels like it's the Bills year. I know I've specifically said it myself quite a bit that it just feels like this is the year the Bills finally go take care of business. They've had their redemption season. They've had the tough losses in the playoffs. You lose with 13 seconds left. You're pissed. You come in. This is the year where we all f agree, like, this is it for the Bills. And now you're dealing with this. And then the fact that it can continue to affect you for the rest of this season and then into next year in the future, like, that's scary because Josh Allen is so special and he's so fun to watch. And I've been rooting for the Bills, too. And I would hate to be, you know, a Chiefs fan. And, you know, let's say they any other team in the AFC finds their way through the playoffs without having to face the Bills without Josh Allen. I just feel like it takes away – from how special that could be. Yeah, even last episode, you know, we kind of started talking before everybody knew about the injury to Josh Allen. 
is this week's game. They play the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, the Vi- Vikings are good. I don't know how exactly because they keep winning uh, these good games. I, I know that you've probably seen it by now, but we didn't really talk about it. It was kind of happening as we were doing our last episode. The Kirk Cousins on the airplane. Mm-hmm. The Cousins. That's what they're calling them. I don't hate it. I love it. Because, one, he's a lot more – he's jacked. So I, I, and I didn't realize that he was, to be honest. And our, our good friend Matt Miller, ESPN, <laughs> said that, like, Kirk Cousins kind of ripped, like, low-key. Yeah. And, like, there were a couple people in his replies – like you don't like you go to the gym. Kirk Cousins is in good shape. Yeah, and it is because he wears those stupid. I should call them stupid. They just look dumb around. It's crazy him. stupid love. He did, he's been wearing the long wrong size suit jacket his whole life. One hundred percent. And it's, it looks like a chubby dad bod. And he takes it all off, puts on a couple chains. Holy shit! This is and different. People dude. were kind of like making fun of him. I I will stand by it too. I do. He's in good shape. I don't know if I would use the word. Ripped. I but think Jack. You know is what? Good. Here's also the thing. If you saw Kirk Cousins walking around in a schmedium T-shirt at your local grocery store, you would say that guy's ripped. Yeah. But because he's on an airplane with a bunch of other football players, and he's the white guy in the video, yeah. you probably don't look at him like, oh my gosh, he's ripped. I guarantee, if you saw him out and about, if you saw Kirk Cousins at your local swimming pool. He would make you self-conscious about your body. <laughs> he's in good shape. It's okay to say that. He's yeah, because dorky, this is... He's weird. He's low-key ripped. I mean, this guy is 6'3", in really good shape, and he's just... He looks like a nerd. He's like one of those guys that you look at, and he's like, ah, there's no way he he's in better shape than like, me. I'm, look, but I'm he, watching the video. He has abs, ab muscles. This is not a dad bod. Quit... Quit claiming this is a dad bod. If it is, I am screwed. <laughs> if that's a dad bod, I'll never have one. I <laughs> never have had one. <laughs> he's in good shape. I don't know why people do that to be like, no, he's not that ripped. Yes, he is. He could be an action hero in a movie. He's just not on steroids. Good for Kirk Cousins. I'm, I feel like I've always been a Kirk Cousins supporter. I think this has been a very pro Kirk Cousins podcast. Yeah. Living up to the hype. I, I mean, think the were, only negative thing we've had to say about Kirk Cousins is, like, he doesn't have any more opportunities to not be the guy. Or in this year specifically, there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. And he, they're living up to it. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah, he's got, yeah, it's just, he's got abs. He's jacked. Right. Kirk Cousins there, is there. jacked. Like, the, the shoulders are looking good. The you traps are there. biceps there. And also relative, too. Most NFL quarterbacks are not in – they're not ripped. No, I would say I saw Alex Smith at training camp without pads on, and I, that was probably the first time I realized, like, this guy's really skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, muscular, you know what I mean? He's in good shape, but it was just like, this guy is not, like, thickly built. But it's like, at the same time, it's, that goes to show, like, I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes does not look like he's just got this ideal body. Nope. One of the best quarterbacks, one of the best athletes in the world. I and mean, it's just insane. I remember being as a kid, growing up, and this is this was probably the start of the <laughs> the end of my professional career because it was like, what was professional so sport? Childbirth, <laughs> pretty much. It's like, what sport can I play where I don't have to be in very good shape because I don't want to have to do this hard of workouts? 
Like I remember being in school, like middle school, be like, I just wish a... I could be in really good shape without having to do these stupid workouts. Mm. And it's just like that's not how it works. Nope, it's not. I remember thinking baseball is like, oh, baseball is like one of those deals. Can't hit a baseball. Can't do that. Doesn't matter. What I'm just over here randomly running, <laughs> googling NFL quarterbacks. So just you know who else TBH. was low key jacked and did a Kirk Cousins impersonation, and we have not brought him up yet. Adam Schefter. That dude is low key jacked. Yeah, he you see him shirt, shirtless on ESPN. Uh huh. Monday night countdown. It was just like, uh, okay, go ahead. The then, rise Shefty. of the nerdy white guy is coming <laughs> yeah. back, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm over here googling NFL quarterbacks with their shirt off. I hope nobody ever sees my search history. Aaron Rodgers with his shirt off. I'll just no judgment. Kirk Cousins looks better. Yeah. My first search was Josh Allen shirt off. <laughs> this reminds me of being like 12 years old again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's another one? Daniel Jones. Patrick Mahomes shirt off. Okay, Patty. Not in bad shape. Yeah, Daniel Jones too. Damn. All right. <laughs> that was Hashtag good goals. I'm just going to start doing quarterback workouts. Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> It's more about, you know, the, the total body strength. Trevor Lawrence, shirt off. I'm not seeing any pictures. He's so skinny, though. I've not heard Trevor Lawrence. I'm glad you actually brought this up because I didn't want to talk about it. I've never heard him, like, be known to talk smack on the football field or, you know, talk back mm -hmm. to players or anything. I always thought he was just kind of that reserved, you know, good guy quarterback, just I'm going to beat you with my arm and not say anything. This game against the Raiders, they had him mic'd up, and he was chirping. I think it was that Chandler Jones was like, yeah, I, or it was uh, Daniel Perriman. He was like, yeah, I play better when you hit me. Because mm -hmm. he got hit one play, and I was just like, right. oh. It's like uh, Philip Rivers. For the, I feel yeah. like with Papa Phil, for the longest time, <laughs> nobody knew he talked so much trash. And then you start you getting mic'd up, and it's like, this guy's talking so much trash. Dad, gum it. He's not even cussing at us. <laughs> yeah. That's almost more insulting. I it's like when your parents this. are really mad at you, but they're not going like over the top. They're not yelling at you. They're just talking to you calmly. You're like, I messed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, this will never like, happen again. <laughs> speaking of our guy, Kirk Cousins, he doesn't cuss either. He's on the side. I'm like, frick. Maybe there's something to that. Stop cussing. You're in really good shape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Well, like, you become God's favorite. Uh, there are way too many quarterbacks that cuss a lot. Yeah. I mean, you cuss. I cuss. But, like, yeah. Do you judge people that curse a lot? No, I, I had someone talking to me the other friends. day. <laughs> I had someone talking to me the other day, and they go, uh, do people really, uh, you know, or how do they say it? Something like, are, is people language really that bad, like, outside of, like, here, like, from the town that we grew up in? Because, like, yeah, I feel like, you know, I'm around these people. They don't really cuss that much. But then, you know, like, I watch a TV show, and there's, like, all this, like, I feel like Adeline cussing and stuff. And they're like, do you do that? Like, do people really cuss that much outside of this? And I was like, oh, like, I mean, yeah, you'll get some people that do, but, you know, it's just kind of like part of it. And then I remember going out that night, and I'm just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, what the hell is going on? What kind of shit is this? And it's just like, oh, that was so uh -huh. much, like, unnecessary. You become aware words. of it when you're in situations where you, you can't really anymore. Ah, especially when you're in a setting of, like, you're welcoming someone in that you know, and you're like, ah, what's up, dude? Mm -hmm. And they crack a joke, and you're like, oh, you ass. And it's like, uh, I'm not allowed to say that in this setting. 
No. What's up, nice individual? It's fantastic yeah. to see Hello, you. Hello, friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, a lot changed for me is it, my childhood growing up in a household that did not cuss. Could not. Yeah. Cuss. I got in trouble for saying God. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, oh, man, I said it on the bus one time and someone laughed at me. And I was like, oh, like, saying God's name in vain is, like, funny. I'm going to keep doing it. I was like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and I went home and I did that. My mom was like, what did you just say? I was like, oh, my gosh. And she was like, no, you didn't. I was like, I know. I was like, oh, my God. And she, I mean, she put soap. I had to eat a bar of soap. Mm-hmm. Not a whole bar, but I had to take a bite out of the soap. I got in trouble. Yep. My brothers used to tell me uh, cuss words when I was real little. It's probably like one of my first memories. They would say like, hey, go say this word in front of mom and dad. <laughs> I was too dumb to stop doing it. I feel like I did it like four times before. Yeah, I was brothers like, love me so mm, much. They want to play today. <laughs> yeah. So use this word in a sentence. Mm, should I though? I'm going to do it. Maybe I just acquired a taste for soap. I don't. <laughs> you low key loved it. Yeah. So the Irish spring. It. It's got a little bit of a tink to it. Oh, bar soap or are you a shower gel guy? Oh, shower gel now. Now. Well, I, growing up, it was, it was bar soap, right? That's just what we used. I don't feel like shower gel was really that. Mm-hmm. Like much of a thing growing up, it was just bar soap. And then I remember when the gel came out, and you're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And now it's just like that's all. I remember I bought a, a, a Dove soap. It was hydrating, and it had like these massage like rivets in it that you could use, but like also kind of like massage Ribbed soap at the same time. for your pleasure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it was just like this sucks. Like this bar of soap is – and then here's the other thing. I kept dropping it. Oh. <laughs> I was just shower alone, right? But it's just like every – Every time I was like, I've not had to worry about dropping the soap in forever, and now I am. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm a bar soap guy. Really? Mm-hmm. I am. I feel like it gets my body cleaner. Why is that? It's harder to wash off. I don't, so in my <laughs> brain, I. No, that, that makes like, sense, Like, I have actually. to do, like, I have to be intentional about, like, okay, I'm washing my armpits. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure I hit that part of my body with water. Because it already has soap on it. Yeah. With shower gel, it's just like, did I get my armpits? Do you wash your feet? I don't remember. Yeah. Or do you let just the soap run down and you consider I that? I wash my feet. Okay. I do too. <laughs> but like I've had some friends there that are There are people like, that don't. I I've had it. some friends that are like, yeah, man, I just, you know, crouch, armpits, chest, crack, and then the rest Problem just, areas. The rest just runs, well, the rest just like know. runs down your body and kind of cleans it on the way through. And I was just like, no, I mean, I'm like, I'm leaning it down. I'm cleaning, you know what I mean? I'm picking my feet mm-hmm. up and. Get in between the toes and stuff. I almost tore my ACL the other day, actually, in the shower. <laughs> it was, um, what was I doing? I don't remember. Were I, you stepping in or out of the shower and slipped? No, I was in, currently washing. I like went to put my foot up and it slipped or something. But I, I almost had an accident in the shower. I almost fell over. That's almost a low-key fear of mine. And then you got to call for help, and you're in so much pain you can't get dressed while help's on the way. And they get there, and you're just laying there naked in pain. <laughs> yes. And it's like my knees blow. Or up. like for me, I'm a male who loves red meat. I'm just terrified that I'm going to have like a heart attack in the shower. Oh. And then somebody's going to like have to come and rescue me and find my wet naked body. <laughs> my roommate did that to me in college. I was too drunk and I blacked out taking a shower. <laughs> I laid down in the shower. And was just out. That's a good way to drink. And I woke up, and he's just, like, looking at me. He's like, dude, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, dude. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. Like, get out. He's like, you've been here for an hour. I have not been here. He's like, you've been in the shower for an hour. And the water was, I mean, it was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Respectfully, I think he took a peek and then he made fun of me forever. And I was like, dude, I'm drunk off my ass in the shower, freezing cold water, hitting right on the spot. Yeah, it's not going to show. Yeah. I'm not a cold shower guy either. I've so, kind of become a fan of People say that for like uh, hangovers and things like that or wake yourself up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, I really, I've really, kind of become accustomed to it because when I lived in Kansas City, yep, I did live there, um, I knew that we were no longer going to be living in that apartment anymore. And so my mindset was, <laughs> after winter was over, I was like, I know I'm, where going with this. I'm done paying my uh, like hot water bill, or not my hot water bill, excuse me, my, uh, your gas, bill. my gas bill. Because like, I'm not going to use gas anymore i hate spider anyways can't stand it my next apartment i'm going to make sure it's electric electric heating in there i'll be good don't have to worry about it anymore two months go by and i'm like i have scapegoated spire no one else has thought of this my significant other at the time was on board with it, it was like that's a good idea let's do it we don't Should've have put to everything this. in her name that's where she was hindsight <laughs> she we would always have these arguments she's like oh, i should be a lawyer and i was like eh, maybe we should just learn how to fucking communicate we're both communication majors <laughs> yeah. that's whatever or maybe i don't know compromise haha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ha. yeah and uh that was never gonna happen but back to the story here stop paying my gas bill two months go by think i got them go to hop in the shower no hot water mm-hmm. it was until that moment i realized this gas bill also <laughs> runs the hot water tank and gives me hot water. We were so determined to not pay them that we spent another two months just taking cold oh, showers. Two months? The significant other got tired of it and would run to the gym at the apartment complex. This was without my knowing because I was leaving a work before her. She was running across the, the apartment complex to go to the little gym area and taking a shower there so she could take hot showers. And I continued to suffer with the cold showers. And so now cold showers to me... Don't even care. I can't believe that relationship didn't last. Yeah, I know. It's insane. We you met a secrets that were just kind of surprised by it. Kept, you know what I mean? Like that going and taking a hot shower across the apartment complex, maybe alone, maybe not, <laughs> just kind of led to everything else. Every other secret side is there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Relationships are built on <laughs> But uh, we ended whatever. up having to pay about $400 to get the hot water back on because we had to make up for the bill and then get our gas mm-hmm. turned back on. And uh, Spire... I remember being on the phone with them, and I was just kind of telling them what happened. And the lady literally laughed over the phone. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Oh, I remember when you told me." <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, you probably not had a lot of people do this, huh?" Like, I really just kind of got one over on you guys. And she was like, "Honey, you'd be surprised at how many times this." Yeah, happens. they're called meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> borderline homeless Ugh. people are doing it. It was um, tough. Those were the days, though, right? Anyway, football going on. A lot of it. We're probably going to be random again today. The Vikings, though, we were talking about them a little bit. Kirk Cousins, I think they win this weekend against the Bills. I Like, if you're the Bills and you're Josh Allen, you've got to play this thing real conservative. I yeah. think you let this ligament rest up and try to heal as much as you can. You don't want to have a Kevin Durant situation where you go out there and you play when you're a little bit injured. Well, I mean, if you're you completely. If you're the Bills, like I think that's the right mindset. But at the same time, you almost have to be aware of the fact that, hey, your division is wide open, and you've already lost to the Jets and the Dolphins yeah. with Josh Allen playing. And granted, he did get injured last week playing the Jets. But you've already lost to the Dolphins, and then it doesn't help that you lost last week to the Jets. And now you're going to play the Vikings. If you lose this game and the Jets and the Dolphins win, you're keeping like a tie record here all the way through. And it's like – how do you handle it? Like, what do you go about this now? 
in moving forward with the division and Josh Allen's elbow, do you think you're fine moving on with your current backup? I'm going to be honest. I don't know who it is right now. Is it, is it Case Keenum? I think I that's say, is. is it Case Keenum? So maybe you are comfortable with that. You know, you have a proven veteran there that can come step in and, you know, have a game where he throws five touchdowns or something and moves mm-hmm. on. But still, I feel like if you're the Bills, like you're like, okay, let's give Josh Allen time. It's like we also have to be ready to rock and roll when the moment he's ready to come back. Yeah. Because AFC is too tough. And we're looking at the Jets right now. Say whatever we want. I think they're up there. Like, I think they're a team that kind of deserves our respect. Mm-hmm. Some of the Jets fans started to get in my mentions. I'm sure. Again, because the Jets are pretty good. And I had a tweet that um, was talking about how I didn't expect them to be good. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was in the offseason, right before the season started. I think it was Brady Quinn was like, why do Jets fans even expect to be good? And I had, had a tweet, like, congratulations to the Jets. You're still not, like, good. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, and you, you're trending in the right direction. Direction. You're 6-3. and three. A lot of those young draft picks that you have look good. Your quarterback still looks questionable. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if he's the guy. But the Jets are they're playing much better than I thought they would. I would not play Josh Allen this week against the Vikings. I just it's too risky to me. And then the, the rest of the schedule here for the Bills is really not too bad. Yeah. After the Vikings, which without Josh Allen you might lose that game. You're probably going to lose it. Uh, then you have the Browns, the Lions, the Patriots. Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots. So it's not easy, but you're probably getting your next your next two games after the Vikings. They're probably your easiest games mm-hmm. on the schedule. And the other crappy part about the Bills is you can't just load up and run the ball. Maybe they try it. I mean, maybe maybe you do. Like maybe this is the week where it's like, okay, hey, James Cook, you're playing your brother Dalvin. This is a matchup between you two. Yeah, or just you know, figure out what you have with the running game. Yeah, I mean, I know, like NFL teams don't do this where they're just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what we have elsewhere. Without Josh Allen, you're trying to win the game, but you maybe you just try to figure out that run game. What works for us? What doesn't? What running back can handle the carries? Yeah, who's gonna emerge as kind of the guy for us down the stretch? I, I think it has to be in the back of your mind. I mean, especially since you just went and got Marlon Mack. So you're going to throw James Cook, Devin Singletary, Marlon Mack. Run with that trio and see what you can get out of it. Yeah. Another very questionable move happened this week. The Indianapolis Colts fired their head coach, Frank Wright, which was a little bit surprising, but not really. Uh, I think that we had even kind of started to talk about, like, expecting this. Mm -hmm. When they made that move to start Sam Ellinger, it felt like it was probably over for him. I did think that they were they would let him finish out mm-hmm. most of the season. That's, I thought that, too. I didn't expect Jim Irsay to kind of be so mm-hmm. trigger-happy in a sense. Maybe that's right. not the right word there. But it's like you just fired his OC and then took over play calling, and then you come into the next week and you don't score a touchdown. Kind of a tough spot to be in if you're Frank Wright. Yep. And then, so they fired Frank Wright, and then the big surprise came when they hired Jeff Saturday to replace him. I just don't even – I don't even know where to begin with I, that. I really don't either because, I mean, he's been a consultant for the Colts all season long. He's a proven veteran, Hall of Famer. Is he a Hall of Famer or is he a future – he hasn't been inducted, right? Probably a future Hall of Famer. I'd, okay. Glad we can agree on that. But then it's like, 
why is Jim Irsay hiring Jeff Saturday? And then you hear Tony Dungy, you know, on Sunday night go, I, you know, if Jim Irsay would have called me, I would have talked to him out of firing Frank Reich and not hire or just not hire Jeff Saturday. And I don't think that's a knock on Jeff Saturday. I, I just either. think it's what we all agree on. I, I like has him and what zero he does experience. with ESPN, but he has zero, zero coaching experience you in know, the like, NFL. Hey, take over at the NFL. Yeah, like what do you do? You're like, coaching like college, a football academy, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, Again, no offense to Jeff Saturday. It's not like it's his fault. If the Colts called me up and they said, hey, Mello, you want to coach the team? Throw a couple bucks your way. First flight to Indy, I'm on it. Oh, There's no man. fault to him at all, but... It's just such a weird move. And it, honestly, it, just, it feels like tanking. Like a really, really bad tanking effort by the Colts. I agree with that, but the, I also have this, and I know it's just me being the optimistic person that I am. I almost wonder, like, does this work? Or, you know, like, let's say it, it does, and it takes off, and the Colts are like, we have our head coach in Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Nobody else even thought this was a possibility. And now we're going to start seeing, like, sinners become head coaches in the well, NFL. Well, what's crazy about the NFL, too, is that you see this in other sports all the time. It's not that big of a deal. That's Like, in true. baseball, you see guys take over, they retire, maybe they sit out for a year, and then they go, and they're immediately a manager. Yep, and it's usually the catcher position. Uh-huh. Basketball, usually the point guards. Right. Football, Like Jacques Vaughn, even with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Was labeled the interim head coach. Now he's going to take over that spot. Or, you know, when Steve Nash was hired there, he didn't really have any coaching experience. So the Nets actually going into that real quick. They just hired a new head coach, and it wasn't the coach from the Celtics. Right. What happened there? I don't know. Like, maybe I need to read up more on that situation. Kind of feels like he should be the head coach. I don't know. So I don't, I don't want to speak too much on it because it hasn't been a top priority for me. But it, it kind of felt like he was going to be and then the Kyrie stuff. I haven't dove into basketball just yet. Yeah. I, I, college basketball starting up, it still feels like I'm living off the hangover of October. Here's sports. your answer. They passed on him due to the negative feedback. I saw that. He had a consensual affair at another organization. What does it have to do with him being a coach? Some of my friends. He just took a team to the finals. A consensual affair with a coworker. Yeah, I've heard that story, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best. <laughs> it definitely does. More of us than others. But it's like the Nets is like you chickened out on a a finals proven coach. It, it, like it, I also wonder is this a thing again with Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Is this like a you want to pick and choose your own coach because you just want. A guy that you can control, a puppet that you can mm-hmm. pull the strings and get what you want out of it. And I don't know. I just, I'm kind of out on the nets. I just don't think it's going to work. I never really thought it would work, but I did think that the talent on that team would be good enough to at least be competitive in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean. And when I say competitive, I mean like I thought that they would be flirting with or in a couple Eastern Conference finals. That's just not going to be the case. And there is a lot of season left, but I mean, I know we're going to get into the NBA here in a little bit and that full discussion, but it, it has been crazy. Back to Jeff Saturday being the, the head coach for the Colts. Do you think it works out, or do you think this is just a tragedy 
And it's just going to be hard to watch the Colts, and we might as well just give up on them for the rest of the year. For me, I would worry more about the like the locker room. I, imagine being an NFL veteran, and they're hiring a guy with no coaching experience. Like if you're Jonathan Taylor or you're Matt Ryan, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't well, hear. Even you know some of the other guys that are are playing, like um, Leonard or you know, some of those yeah. other uh, Quentin Nelsons. Yep, the force like bucket. You're kind of a veteran now. They're not really young guys on the team anymore, but they're still going out there and they're playing every day. Or, you know, some of these fringe guys, like, I'm supposed to go out here and sacrifice my body. You're bringing in a head coach with no coaching experience. That's a tough spot. And now, he did have quite the interview <laughs> yeah. uh, the other night. And, and that's why, like, Jeff Saturday, he seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah. I don't know him. He got put in a situation that all of us would take. There are 100%. 32 of those jobs. That means there are a couple, like a billion people that would have said yes to that phone call. He just happened to be the one they called. So I don't fault him at all for this. He should take no blame for it. He did have a good interview, kind of press conference mm-hmm. the other night. And maybe it works out for him a little bit. I think they'll run into a, a game or two that they win. But, I mean, if the second that it gets bad, I think it's going to get real bad. Yeah. Not to, you know, speak kind of. Both sides of my mouth on that one, but like, it has potential to be real bad. I mean, I dropped Michael Pittman Jr. from my fantasy team. Did you? He was my third round pick. I just got rid of him. No, and I actually, they can't throw the ball. They can't no, protect. They can't fucking and now score. Sam Ellinger's in there. I feel real bad for um, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a good situation in Indianapolis. And it felt like going into the season. I don't feel like I was the only one. Thought, hey. Colts might have it this year. Yeah, I thought uh, Matt Ryan might be able to do something. Yeah. I mean, saw Phillip Rivers not look terrible. Saw Carson Wentz look bad. <laughs> I thought Matt Ryan would be able to come in and do something. I'm not an offensive line expert at all. I don't know what happened to that offensive yeah, line. Yeah, the eye test. Uh, the Colts are failing it. Not mm-hmm. good at all. Yeah, so it's, it's a maybe weird some of it's the play calling, too, where it's like, hey, uh, you guys can't stay back there and hold the ball for five seconds. Like, you've got to get it out of your hand. And it's maybe, maybe and that's what it is that's making the offensive line look bad. Because watching Sam Ellinger play the other day, I don't think he was really put in a lot of good positions either. But the Colts just looked so disorganized, it was hard to watch. Ended up turning the game off. So maybe that's kind of what led to Frank Reich being fired as well. If you can bring in Jeff Saturday, and he just motivates these guys to play, and they're not questioning him, they're not questioning his leadership or his experience, and it's like, okay, we got a guy who's been in our shoes before, knows what it takes to win, has won a Super Bowl, been to multiple Super Bowls. Let's just listen to him and get this season over with. Yeah. Maybe it works out. It, even for like Colts fans that are upset about hiring Jeff Saturday or maybe the players, at this point, what do you have to lose? Yeah. <laughs> like, give your buddy the job and, and see what happens. <laughs> maybe it turns out and Jeff Saturday is like a really good leader. I, I don't know that the difference in Jeff Saturday and Dan Campbell is that big. That's probably a good point. That's a bold take. And I'm looking at Jeff Saturday. Like Dan Campbell, but. <laughs> I'm looking at Jeff Saturday. If he gets a head coaching job and is successful, who's the next center to become a head coach? Jason Kelsey? Nah, it'll probably be somebody before that. I don't know. I don't know. Centers. It's, it's I'm not. There's a little gap there. Well, well Jason Kelsey's going to go into podcasting. He's already Man, so good. His foot's already in the door. Have you seen those clips? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, they do a really good job together. 
I mean, they have quite the budget for production and stuff like that. So that's <laughs> they're they're getting to push it out pretty easy, right? But it's mm-hmm. just like, man, like so good. Yep, they're entertaining, but we'll see. I, I as of right now, I'm kind of rooting for Jeff Saturday because I feel like so many people are unfairly criticizing him. Mm-hmm. All he's guilty of is picking up the phone. I can't wait to see how many times we he'll turn on him this year. Where it's like. Everyone's rooting against him. We root for him. Everyone's rooting for him. It's like, you know what? Kind of hope they lose. Yeah. And it, they're really in a win-win situation. Even yeah. if they lose, fans uh, will be like, all right, cool. Better draft position. Yep. And that's what you should be rooting for. And, yeah, Jeff Saturday gets to experience this. We'll see how he does. If he does bad, it's kind of what you wanted him to do. Yeah. And so. the Colts are right now sitting there at pick 14 if the draft was to – or if the season were to end today. I'll tell you what. Lost three in won't. a row. They won't be sitting there come April. <laughs> They're going to lose some games. <laughs> that I can assure you. Uh, do you um, think Houston picks up any more wins? One, six, and one. Nah, probably not. Well, maybe against the Colts. They play them again. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Two, six, hey, and one. Lovey Smith is the head coach of the Texans. How much worse is Jeff Saturday than that? That's a good point. You know, there's some, uh, what about old crazy eyes, Adam Gase? <laughs> you know, like, let's not act like everybody that gets an NFL job is just great. Is the right hire. Yeah. <laughs> like Nick Sirianni, we all shitted on that because he had a bad press conference. Uh, yeah. Pretty good hire. All right. Maybe when we shit on it, it works out. Jeff Saturday, congratulations. You're the next dude. Yeah. I mean, he's not super qualified, but Zach Taylor wasn't either. And guess what? He took his team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, football is a really difficult sport. There's so much that goes into it with the X's and the O's. It's also it's the ultimate team sport. Mm-hmm. Because even one person, even a quarterback, can't make that much of a difference. Like, look at Trevor Lawrence, who is the number one overall pick. He's not making that much of a difference by himself. The head coach, not making that much of a difference by himself. Those are the two most important positions. But they're not changing you know, the season drastically. Yeah. Where if you take these guys off the roster, it's like, oh, we're never going to win a game again. So. That just reminded me of that TikTok sound. Take me off the roster. (laughs) (laughs) You're big on the talks. (laughs) I I am, yeah. TikToks. We are one month away from the Heisman Trophy ceremony. This is the month where we obviously start to figure it out. I'm really surprised that there's not more of a front runner for the award yet, though. Guys like C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, Caleb Williams, uh, the quarterback for North Carolina. I saw his Drake odds are up there pretty high. Mm-hmm. That's don't bet on that one. I don't. <laughs> just it's your money. Do what you want. Yeah. But like I don't think Blake can win uh, it. Blake Corum, the running back from running Michigan, back Michigan, he's I, up there. He would have to have a huge game against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Which your guy, I mean, Max Duggan. Like I would bet on him before I would any running back. Who was the running back for Michigan last year who had the big game? It was. It was him. Was it Corm? Mm-hmm. Okay. Him, and then they have another one, Edwards. Who they, like, I thought it was like a, a Hassan or... Oh, Haskins? Was that last year? Yeah. These years are running together. It's Michigan. They'll plug somebody <laughs> in there and it gets get a good game every once in a while. But it is. It's weird to me that there's not more of a, a front runner or like, oh, we're looking at these two guys. It's still very open. I think that Hendon Hooker was that guy. Not that guy, pal. Yeah, I mean. Not anymore. 
I'm not against Georgia in that situation. I did see at the end of the game that he was still rallying the team. I saw like a giant huddle on the sideline like moments before they were losing. I think it was a caption of the video. And it looked like the team was rallying behind him and listening. You know what I mean? Like listening to him. And I think that's huge. But you're going to have to go out and just, I mean, play ball the rest of this year. I mean, yeah. Like no one can question the fact that like Hendon Hooker is Tennessee. Tennessee is Hendon Hooker. And he could. I I put him up here in these the top three guys. I think it's going to be one of them, C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, mm-hmm. or Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams and USC play on Friday night. Um, he's had some really big games, like five touchdown passes. It's USC's just not getting the attention. Like no one is talking about. Yeah. USC. And they play UCLA next weekend. I believe. I feel like the West Coast bias is stronger than it's ever been. Because right. there are some good teams out like there. Like, you got Oregon, Hell, you know, nobody's Nix talking might, about Oregon. Yeah, Bo Nix might be a Heisman guy. Yeah. That nobody's really talking about. But, you know, even the out west, they've got some teams that are playing really well. You've got Caleb Williams that should be a Heisman guy. People would rather talk about Alabama losing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the state of college football right now. <laughs> the guy who's not my guy, but I keep talking about him, Max Dugan. Yeah, Duggan. I mean, I threw his name out there. If if he has a big game against Texas, I think that he could be the front runner this weekend. Speaking I think he could that. He could do that. Texas is favored by seven this game. I don't know what these people in Vegas are watching. They realize Texas plays up and down to the level of competition. You get TC. I think it's a night game. Putting a lot of stock into that K State win. I tell you what, that's what they're doing. In that Oklahoma State choke, that's what they're putting yeah. stock yeah. into. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't watch that game. You get you're playing at Texas a night game against the number four team in the country. We might you know, see Texas play better than they ever have in the I last five years. I do think Texas years. could win this game. Uh, yeah, and Gary Patterson, defensive coordinator for the Longhorns. And I have not been a believer in TCU all year, which means yep. I've just jinxed that TCU is going to just absolutely destroy take it, Texas. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> trying to flip it, reverse it, uh, like Missy Elliott said. <laughs> I think Texas could win that game, but if TCU does, Max Duggan, like maybe put some money down on that before Saturday. Yeah. Because he could walk away. You could wake up Sunday morning and he's the Heisman Trophy favorite. Who did you put money on to win the Heisman a couple weeks Caleb ago? Caleb Williams. That's right. Low key, trying to get some attention for it. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why is there so much bias out west? Is it because there's the late games? Games are on I late. Mean, yeah, but you it's get like those USC games that are on the thing nine. is it's it's USC, right? And when it comes down to the college football playoff, or this, are you going to take a two loss you know SEC team over a USC or you know a TCU if TCU gets a, it gets a loss? Would you take a two loss Tennessee or you know a two loss LSU if LSU wins out? I I wouldn't. I would let the winner of the Pac twelve. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Oregon or USC, over a two-loss SEC team. What if it's like UCLA? Do they get Even, the credit as well? Whoever wins the Pac-12. Yeah, whoever wins the Pac-12. If they're a one-loss team, I I would give them credit. It just feels right. They might not be the better team, but yeah, maybe that's just me being old school, a little more traditional with the voting and stuff. If you win your conference, that should be a big deal. Yeah, I do think that there should be weight to winning your conference, and. Kind of poke fun at the Pac-12 sometimes, but you've got Oregon sitting there right now. They're ranked number six, right on the outside. They're eight and one. 
poke all the fun at Bo Nix you want to. I've done it. He's playing really well. USC sitting there at eight. USC at eight almost it feels a little bit, bit low. I, I agree. LSU, you had a really good win. I don't know that you're better than USC, though. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, like, we look at this. Like, Ole Miss, they're 8-1 and 11. <laughs> Clemson, 8-1, and one, right there at 12. One-loss teams here. Mississippi beats Alabama this weekend. How far up do they jump? Clemson get, wins out the rest of the ACC. Are they done for? Like, I was talking to buddies about this last night. Is Clemson dead? I mean, they're probably still going to win the ACC. So, like, yeah, I mean, there's but they lose there. one game, and it's like tenth. You drop six. I spots. mean, even North Carolina, they're ranked sixteenth. No, fifteenth. Excuse me, With one, one loss. loss. Mm-hmm. I I wish this was the year. Again, talking to buddies last night about it. I wish this was the year that we had the eighteen playoff in the college football. This would be the best year to do it. Yeah, because you're going to have three or four teams that don't make the cut, where it's like that could have been an interesting playoff matchup. Yeah, it, it's always, you know, kicking the can down the road, though. Because even, like, if you let in eight, then people would just be like, we just let in 12. Yeah. And then you get to the March Madness bracket, and it's like, oh, if we just let in 68. <laughs> just let in the whole no, 25. <laughs> stop it. What are you doing? I don't know at what point they went to 64. It's too much. That's enough think. slices. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, too, it, it's not, though. I love the field of 64. <laughs> do I get a little bit lost with the 68 and, like, the play-in stuff? Yeah, I still do. 64 is good for basketball. Let's be honest. We're not paying attention to the Sweet 16. That's where it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> well, I'm watching. I'll watch the yeah. first round. I don't know who these guys are. But I'm not are. dedicated to the other 15 no, games. But Winthrop? Well, I don't even know where you're at. <laughs> if I can't even locate you on a map. That's what March Madness does for people. It's like, oh, who's that team? Where, where do they play? Oh, their mascot's a dog of some sort? Shocker. Cool. It's when you get a cool, wildcat cool. in there and oh, you're like, and then what they the hell? We've reached this far low where we got wildcats? Yeah. It's like, aside from Kentucky. You didn't let Duke in, but that team is. <laughs> That's, it's wild. I love it. I don't know if it's honestly the best strategy, but they do. They wait. Um, they have weighted conference champs. Yeah. You win your conference, you get into the dance. College football should probably have something along those lines. Because even if you, I love, I love the SEC. I think it's the greatest conference in college football. I do think that there's still a lot of bias towards the SEC, and you see like a two-loss LSU team mm-hmm. that is somehow ahead of USC, Clemson, UCLA, Utah. Like, because it beat Alabama, like the bias is so strong that we've put Alabama on a pedestal. It's like, yeah. oh, you beat them, got to be in the top ten. One hundred percent. Where were you at before? Doesn't even matter <laughs> because you beat Alabama, and you're on a three game winning streak, and you did it in overtime on a two point conversion. Look at you go! It wasn't right. even overtime. Excuse me, on a two point conversion. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we say we look at LSU, and I do wonder if they're maybe not getting too much respect, but maybe the respect that they do deserve because. This is a new team with Brian Kelly, who started off the year, you know, hiccups. They figured it out. They're heading in the right direction. And you've just kind of slid underneath the radar for a while until you beat Alabama at home in a night game. The atmosphere is electric. Can you carry that for the rest of the season, though? Like, that's the same thing with Tennessee as well. Like, can you take that loss and then keep going? The college football rankings are like the original, like, trendsetters of trending. It's like, oh, your team's playing hot right now. 
we're going to rank you high. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're probably crap and this is going to fall apart, but we're going to put that low number in front of your name and let everybody see it. That's TCU right now. <laughs> yeah, I still just, I don't, I don't believe it. But this is, Am this I is cocky me? to be like, I almost expect Texas yeah. to beat them this weekend? It's, uh, it's like Taylor Swift said. Yeah. I, it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. This I created TCU I don't by know just what, being like, they're not good. Stop I, believing in them. <laughs> you mentioned today's going to be random. We're 46 minutes into this episode. Look at us go. We didn't have really much to talk about it. But like that Taylor Swift song where she's talking about like your wife is getting the house and the kids. She's driving your new Mercedes. Uh-huh. Did it not mean her friend? Have you seen that that song's tied to like Kanye West Brother. and Kim Kardashian? Yes, I've seen it. Fuck, I've dude. seen it. <laughs> that is awesome. I hope that's true. Like, I hope that's what it is because people are uh-huh. doing the mashup She's videos so petty. to the lyrics. Oh, and for people to come at the Queen and be like, "Oh, she only writes about breakups." <laughs> She's put out like ten great albums. She occupied the top ten in the Billboard top. She moved 100. on from her breakups she to had other people. Ten percent of it, and it was the top ten percent. <laughs> And then to throw shade at Kanye and everybody else, but to do it so well that people still have to be like, is that what she's talking about? Yeah. She doesn't just come out and blatantly be like, this is a diss track. This is who it's about, and everyone knows it. It's so subtle, creative, people can't figure it she's out. She's the freaking queen, man. It's like you have people out there trying to decode music videos. <laughs> Put some respect on her name. I know we do. I just don't see how you can look at her. Does she have a music video to all of her albums? Or like to every song in her album? Mm -hmm. You still watch them? Uh, Yeah, I do. Have you not seen the short film for All Too Well? I have not. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's 14 minutes. And it's very, very good. I'll watch it tonight. Just send me the link. You know how I feel about All Too Well. The 10-minute version. Yeah, you know every word to it, don't you? Yeah. It took me about 10 minutes to be like, <laughs> I'm going to get this. Okay, Mike Ross. <laughs> he sees it once and remembers it forever. Uh, that's a character from the show Suits that Meghan Markle was in. Uh, I've become addicted to that show. It is so good. And that was Talking Suits? Yep. I, don't, I couldn't tell you anything about that show. It's a good one. It's on I Amazon know. Prime. It's free. So good. Speaking of random... Yellowstone starts on Sunday. Yes. I almost started the episode, the show with it, and I completely forgot to get to it because we just got into everything else. Well, you know what? Honestly, I was getting my hair cut last week, and the person <laughs> cutting my hair was like, you guys should just be more random. Just talk about bro stuff, whatever you're interested in. So bro stuff plus Taylor Swift. Mm. I'm, ex- I'm excited about Yellowstone, but I'm going in with low expectations. What, same. I thought, what was last season? Season four? Is yeah. what they were on? I thought it was – I'll never get back those 10 hours of my life, and I regret that. <laughs> it was not good. And I Sunday, like Taylor Sheridan. I think he does a very good job. Some of his movies that he has done are fantastic. I've not seen any of his movies. These, there are some, there's some good movies out there. 1883, the spinoff show. I thought it was fantastic. wonderful. I guess he's making a 1922 yep, something, something like, like that. that. I don't or, know about you. I'm feeling 22. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. But I thought just, the Tim McGraw one. 1883. Oh, so I thought it was Him really good. Hill killed it. Yep. Season four of Yellowstone, though, I just it was not good. I've heard rumors that this might be the last season, which is gonna piss me off if it is, because I feel like all of season four 
was developing like a deeper storyline of some of the other characters. So you can spin it off into the four sixes, you know, yeah. with there. And then, you know, Yellowstone mm-hmm. keeps going with whatever the drama it, is. Yeah. It almost felt like season four was the origin story of like, okay, we're about to build on mm-hmm. some other things. Exactly. We're going to do the spinoffs and things like that, but it was not good. So hopefully season five is good. I haven't even been watching like the trailers or previous. I saw a trailer yesterday. It was the first one that I've seen on it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I forgot that this premiere Sunday is two hours. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow. And it's this Sunday the 13th. Probably going to have to record early. Yeah. I'm going to be a little sleepy. <laughs> I, I do. I really like the show. The first three seasons, some of the best TV out there. Oh, electric. Especially for, like, an action series. Mm-hmm. I don't usually get into those. Like, I'm more of a comedy. Who's the actor that plays Rip? What's his name? Cole Hauser? Yes. Uh, I saw someone ask him in an interview. It was like, do you die this season? He's like, I don't die. I do the killing. And I was like, Thank I'm back. <laughs> I am back. Rip's back to killing I, people. Because I like yes. Beth and Rip. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I only need to see them do one thing together. And it's not eat dinner. I've not seen this movie, but the movie God's Not Dead, you know, it's about how, like, kids... Or saying, like, telling stories of, like, actually being in heaven and knowing Jesus and being able to, like, point it out. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, but the movie's called God's Not Dead. The mom in that show is Beth Wheeler. And I saw a clip out from the show the other day, mm. and I was like, <laughs> she could not be playing the more opposite characters from what she was well, in God's Not remember? Dead, a very religious movie, to now being <laughs> the devil, like, the spawn of Satan yeah. in uh-huh. Yellowstone. Yeah, I'm the tornado. You're the trailer part. Yeah. Same girl. <laughs> Do you remember the the TV show Seventh Heaven? Mm-mm. It had Jessica Biel in it when she was young, yeah. and she wanted like out of her contract, but she couldn't. They wouldn't let her out. She was becoming like more and more famous, and she wanted out. And in order to get out, there was like some clause where she couldn't do certain kind of movies and stuff like that. She was like, "I'm going to do it." She had to do something a little more risque because she was in the Seventh Heaven series, and they wouldn't let her out. And then it's like. Showed your boobs or something like that. Can't be on the show about heaven and religious families anymore. Really? <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, it's from a million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm ready for Yellowstone to get started. We'll see what happens. We'll see how good it is. We're obviously both of us huge Yellowstone fans, also fans of baseball. They announced this week um, the MVP candidates and some other stuff that they're going to do. I do think that they're the MVP race is tight. And in the AL, there are two guys. It's Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. I could go either way on that vote. If you told me that Aaron Judge hit more home runs this year than anybody's ever done without steroids, and he's your MVP, I fully support that. If you look at what Shohei Otani did this year, and you say we've only seen one other guy do it, and it was Shohei last year, vote for him. I am, a, again, maybe a little bit more traditional. The fact that the Angels suck kind of sways my vote. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's like, hey, fantastic season. You guys yeah, were losing anyways. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. got to get them off the Angels. Like, it's just. I read an article today because we're, baseball offseason, is, it's here. Yeah. That predicted Shohei Otani to go to the Yankees. God dang it. Aaron that, Judge is gone, though? No, that was regardless of Aaron Judge, that the Yankees have the pieces that they could make a move to get Shohei Otani. 
Now, obviously, they have the money. Like, I don't, I don't know if it will happen. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Angels are probably going to be sitting here and they're putting out their own little reports of like, Shohei's not going anywhere. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> he's going to leave next year. <laughs> Might as well get what you can for him. Right. It was like, why would he stay with the Angels? I don't know, dude. Maybe I don't it's know kind of one of those deals like where he's from. There's that loyalty aspect, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you gave me my chance. I'm here. And I I'm like good. A, I'm not. I'm not messing that up or leaving yep. you. Maybe there's that. I understand him when he signed there. Yeah. It's like, oh, Mike Trout is here. You guys are spending some money to do some other things. It kind of felt like they were building a winner. And again, they had Mike Trout. That is just not working at all. I would be. I would be out if I were Shohei. I mean, I would want to test free agency, but send me to the Yankees for a year, and then I'll hit free agency. Like, I get me out of. Los Do you Angeles. think he can keep up this level of production? I don't know how long he can. Like, how no. long until he just gives it up and he's not pitching anymore? He's still going to be he's super valuable at DH. Hitter, right? you know, yeah, he's still – I mean, if he were just a DH, he's probably hitting 45 home runs a year. That'd it, be insane. Maybe even more if he's not focused on the pitching yeah. aspect. And that really game. tires you out. We've heard pitchers talk about that before. It's like that's the most impressive part is that he's pitching these games and still right. being a solid hitter. Yeah, you know, he's making the last out in an inning and then has to go and get his glove and he has mm-hmm. to pitch. He's not thinking about, you know, sitting in the dugout. All right, who's the next three batters yep. coming up? How are we going to pitch to him? What's the report say? Nope, his ass is standing on second trying to get <laughs> yeah. to third. So it's very impressive. It really put it into perspective for me hearing some of that talk last year. So I'm good either way. If it's Aaron Judge, I don't see how you can hate on that MVP pick. If it's Shohei, I don't see how you can hate on that either. And then on the NL side of things, that's a really tight race too. I have a big bias in this one. It's Manny Machado, uh, Goldschmidt, or Nolan Arenado. I love Nolan Arenado. I think when you look at the batting numbers, they're all pretty similar. There's one major difference, and it's the 10 straight gold gloves. (laughs) How many does Paul Goldschmidt have in a row? Not ten, <laughs> one or two, three. Yeah, yeah like he's a he's a really solid fielding. I, just, I wonder if baseball or the people voting on this team, like you know, Goldsmith was up there a huge chunk of the season. Nolan Arnauto was as well, but I mean, he ended the season off strong. It was like maybe you know, you guys know the Gold Glove. Like no need for him to be the MVP here. And I wonder if this is just us being here, two Missouri yeah. boys. It feels like it's gonna be one of I agree. the yeah. Cardinals players. Yeah. And I think Manny Machado was very good this year, too. I mean, his numbers are right there. He hit 298 with 32 home runs. But it just it feels like Arenado. If I had to, if I were betting on it, I think I'm leaning Goldschmidt. Yeah. Which is nice. It, it's it's maybe not right, but I do think people are going to look at it and say, oh, he's a little bit older and he's never won one. Yep, we'll vote for him. Which it happens. He hit three seventeen with thirty five home runs and one hundred and fifteen RBI. So his his batting numbers are better, but you do have to realize that he plays a much easier defensive oh, position than you know the other two guys that play third base. And then again with Nolan Arenado, he hit two ninety three, thirty home runs, one hundred and three RBI. So they're all right there, around three hundred thirty home runs. 100 RBIs. Again, my argument, one of them is the best fielder at their 100%. position. 
the other two are Manning Machado and Paul If Goldschmidt. I was betting, I would go Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt. Those would be the two I vote. Judge for AL. I think that's it. I would do, I think Aaron yeah. Judge as well. Like Shohei, it's just you're in that realm now to where you have to do something <laughs> we remarkable. Now, not that he's man. not, but like you're. I do. When you have a guy that hits 62 home runs, I or do whatever. hope that with Shohei Otani, it never becomes the expectation, and it's always appreciated on what he's doing and accomplishing. Yeah, even with Brady, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't appreciate what we're still seeing out 100%. of Tom Brady. I mean, I've said that four times. Like, even right before we started, I say 100 like, again, kick me in the leg. I, I saw people talking about Tom Brady and how he's you're going to go eight and nine this year, or uh, he might not make the Pro Bowl and things like that. It's like he's forty five <laughs> yeah. years and old and going through a divorce. And like when people say, it, I think it might have been Nick Wright, who I really like. I think he does a great job. He's forty five years old, and it's almost coming off as hot yeah. takey that he's not going to make the Pro Bowl or be. What if he does? Forty five years old and makes the Pro Bowl. Yeah. In the NFL, no. a lot of people are probably going to drop until he does. And if I'm other players in the NFC, I almost do that. Like, okay, what, Brady's six? All right, the next four or five of us, not going to accept it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. The Bucks are struggling, too. I don't remember who they have this week. Seahawks. I was looking at it earlier. I think they're playing. I'm low-key Seahawks fan. They're playing right now, my guy. No, that's Panthers, Card- uh, Falcons. Excuse me, but yeah, Seahawks, Tampa Bay. Oh, it's an eight thirty game. Oh, I'm not watching that. Oh yeah, it's a London. Sorry. Game. Yeah, Germ- Germany. They're in Munich. Mm. First game that's in Germany. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at the NFL knowing yeah. what they're doing here. See, they like they you knew the Seahawks were going to be good, so they put them in Germany. What the hell? <laughs> I did see yeah, that because they painted Geno Smith on the water tower. Oh, man, what's Gino going to do in the flight over? Is he, is he hitting the high knees? Motherfucker's taking a nap. Everybody else is just knocked out. I was They're still writing me done. off, man. I'll tell you what. Still not riding back. I hope Gino gets there. I don't know when they do. Maybe they, they already did, and I missed it. I hope that during the interview, he was like, no, nah, I was asleep the whole time. <laughs> it's an eight-hour flight. I was awake for two hours. I took a shit. I ate the meal. I went to sleep. Watched a little bit of film. I hope... It'd be hilarious, actually, if he gave the same answer that Russell Wilson did. <laughs> yeah. How long was the flight? Eight hours? Okay. Well, for two hours. I did. I did watched some film. I ate. Took a little bit of a nap. Got back up. Stretched. Did a couple workouts. Everyone else was taking naps. I'm doing high knees. Yeah. Took another nap. No. I watched <laughs> film. <laughs> watched, I did yeah. more film. It was an eight-hour flight. Nobody watched more film Crushed nine hours of film. Nobody. That's my friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the best with film. I love it. I take it, I record it, and then I watch it. It's great. Uh, let's get to some basketball, too, to kind of end the show and tie things up. Uh, LeBron James goes down with a groin injury. It sucks. I, I feel like he's going to spend the, the latter half of his career here constantly banged up. I mean, I don't think Whether this it's, is. You know, it's the ankles. It's I don't the groin. think this is a true groin injury. Or injury. This is a, this uh, a pride hit. Time management type of deal. It's like I, you guys have my groin hurts because of how much you guys, how hard you guys kicked me in the nuts because we are so. So bad. this is, this is the I didn't strike out. I hurt my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. You know, I could have caught up to that pitch, but the thing is, my yeah. oblique. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh-huh. I could guard that guy, but it, my sprained ankle is what really We would have won if I didn't and, fly uh, knees with that other guy. I needed to come out because of that, so I knew, and I, therefore I gave and up the And the thing is, he's leading the team. <laughs> he dropped yeah, 30. I mean, he had to come out LeBron with LeBron James is still LeBron James, and it's just it's insane that the Lakers are just not good. You know, I honestly, I never thought that we would see this with LeBron. Yeah. To where, I mean, he's playing on a very, very bad team. And it sucks because he's the guy on the team. He's the dude. He's LeBron. He's the dude in the league. Nobody should be talking about LeBron James. No. Because he's doing everything he's like, There should be to. no negative comments. There should be banners across ESPN on their NBA page that is just, Anthony Davis sucks. He's 100% responsible. I, he's terrible. But, and, oh, look, Russell Westbrook turned the ball and the over fact again. That you were, and the fact that you like one of the players that you're talking about for the Lakers, you are the Los Angeles Lakers, and you are employing a former DoorDash employee, and his name is Matt Ryan, and you got to put Matt Ryan, not the quarterback, was driving for DoorDash. Now he's in a Lakers jersey. The Lakers are not a feel-good story. You buy Alex Caruso. You buy. They got another yeah, guy. Like you people come to LA to play basketball for the Lakers to win championships. You don't reach the point as Lakers like we got to go to DoorDash to see if we find somebody. If that's the case, I'm moving to LA and I'm becoming a sharpshooter in the driveway till someone drives by and is like, "That guy's on the team now." Imagine having him as your DoorDash driver, though. Yeah, six He's eight still, guy coming in. Six seven, six eight. Yeah, I mean, like, man, you play basketball? <laughs> yeah, I actually got to try out for the Lakers yeah. here pretty soon. Thanks, dude. Uh, Chipotle is oh, cold. Cool. Give me yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Taco Bell? Shut <laughs> up, man! Like. I thought you were a great athlete. You would have been here sooner, <laughs> but you didn't. No Tony didn't dog. make the like, team. Sorry about you. Yeah, play basketball. No, you don't. It doesn't no. look like one. I'll tell you that much. I wonder how long the Darvin Ham experience last. February. February. I don't know if it lasts all season. It's, there's going to reach a point where they fire him. They hire another former NBA coach that's going to come in and be okay, and they're going to make a run into the playoffs. Steve Nash or something Probably. like that. It doesn't feel fair to him, but, I mean, this is a tough situation for him. He knew what he was getting into, though. And that's another great thing with the NBA. You know, you look at some of these teams, and you, you kind of just assume, oh, you can, you can go out, you can buy the talent, you can do it. But there, there is a little bit of a salary cap to where if you don't draft and develop these guys, it's kind of hard to build a super team. Yeah. I mean – Look at what the Warriors have done. They've reloaded through the draft. Mm-hmm. Like the Nets can't surround Kyrie and Kevin Durant with enough talent. Well, they traded it all away. Because yeah. of the salary cap. Anybody else, too. You have, to, you have to draft a superstar and then probably draft the number two or number three guy on your team. Like the Nuggets, yeah. what they're doing. Found a superstar in Jokic. You've been pretty solid. Then you got a guy like Jamal Murray. Like it, it's kind of working out there. Uh, Dallas, they, even they struggle to surround Luka yeah. with talent. The Bucks have done a pretty good job. They're one of the best records in basketball right now. The Grizzlies, Desmond Bain went off, uh, I think it was last night, had a very yeah. good game. They've kind of drafted and developed, and then they're starting to bring some talent in around John Morant. 
But it is. It's tough to win in the league if you're not drafting at least And that's the other thing guys. with LeBron, too, is like if you have LeBron, you're trying to win right now. You're not trying to waste time. So you're fine with trading away draft picks to bring in players. But this is when you bring in those players and they don't play or they don't play good, it's not going to work out. Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. I mean, Patrick Beverly you've now brought on to the Lakers. Dennis Schroeder. Like Dennis Schroeder's out. Lonnie Walker, the whatever. Day-to-day. LeBron James, day-to-day. Anthony Davis, day-to-day. Get rid of Anthony Davis. Just see you later. They really they should have in the offseason. And that's not even a hindsight thing. There are a lot of people saying for it and claiming they should. But they didn't. And I, I don't know why. Like his stock is just plummeting. Like I wouldn't have blamed LeBron James if he would have forced his way out of L.A. Or if he does. Or if he does. I don't know if, he's, if he would be willing to do that or would do that. It's like, hey, get me out of here. Take me somewhere to where I can win. Yeah, it's just so tough for him. Because now any move he makes is a 100%. legacy move. To where if he does leave. I said 100% again. I'm annoying myself. Okay, I'm like, what are you, why are you yeah. beating yourself up over there? <laughs> it's a legacy move for him, though, because if he leaves the Lakers, he will be judged very, very hardly for it. Uh, and, uh, probably unfairly. Yeah. He, I don't know why he – why did he sign that contract to stay? He should have played out his deal and bolted. Yeah. I mean, this would have been the year to do it? Mm-hmm. Because now I, he, I do think that he has to play out that contract. Could have just – Wrote out the year and be like, oh, I'm a groin. You can't really play. Draft Brownie and I'll come to your team. Although I've seen a lot of stuff about him that um, a lot of people don't think that he's going to be ready for the NBA. LeBron James Jr. That Brownie, he's going to need a couple years in college before he's ready to be drafted. Whereas, I mean, you and I both kind of thought, like, somebody's going to overdraft him just to get his dad. I don't know if that's going to be the case. And with the way the Lakers are playing and LeBron's playing, uh, I'm kind of ready to give up on that. Theory. Yeah, I just – I don't think it's going to be a we're drafting you just so LeBron like comes here and is good. It's like it just knows like, okay, if we draft Bronny James, we also get LeBron. Yeah, I would still do it. Yeah. Especially if I don't have to spend a lottery pick to do it. Like if – Bronny James is going to be like a second-round pick after one year of college. Yeah, I'll draft him at pick yeah. 17. If that gives me even a chance that I'm getting LeBron, I'm drafting Bronny. I just really hope it's not. For ticket sales I don't alone. want it to go. I don't want him to go to the Jazz. I don't want him to go to Portland. Like if, it's, if it's Denver, Cleveland, <laughs> you know who it's going to be? The Knicks. The NBA just sets yep. it up. Well, I, I was thinking the Thunder. The Thunder have so many picks that they could still look at their roster and say, okay, we've got this lottery pick and this lottery pick. We'll get two really great players. And then we have this low-end lottery pick, which will probably end up being like from mm-hmm. the Lakers. Then that's where they, they spend that pick. And the teens pull the trigger and get Brownie. I'd be about it. And then here comes Papa. <laughs> Here comes Senior. And then here comes me driving to OKC a couple different times to see LeBron. Oh, I would. Yeah, I'd buy season tickets that year. I Maybe yeah. not. That's going to be stupid expensive. but mm-hmm. In an inconvenient drive for a season tickets. Yeah. But I'd be there a couple times. I've never seen LeBron play. I've not been to a lot of basketball games. But that's something I would do. 
I, and I also think at the end of LeBron's career, I think he's going to take over as some kind of player coach, player For owner. Sure. It's, he will be the first to do it. I think he's going to be the first player to own a team. Should while we, we went to an NBA game last year. Should we try and find a way to go see LeBron James this year, whether it is in Dallas or Memphis or Oklahoma City? Yeah, just the thing that scares me with LeBron now, too, and this isn't play. a slight against him. I, yeah, I don't want to buy tickets travel to Memphis, and then his ass is not yeah. playing because he's got a hurt groin. That would upset yeah. me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know? We have to wait till he makes a full recovery. Even, uh, you remember the April Fool's joke? And when he was like, ah, see y'all in the fall. And we're like, oh, got us. We didn't see him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again. <laughs> Shouldn't have been talking shit. He was shit. hurt. <laughs> yeah, he did it. I'm a firm believer in the curses and the jinxes, man. He might have done it to himself on that one. Hard to tell. Uh, basketball season, though, I find myself rooting for the Bucks this year. I had somebody ask me the other day, like, oh, who's your basketball team? I was like, I don't really have one. I grew up a Spurs fan. This year, I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm a Giannis guy full time now. I'm happy for you. I just want to see that dude win. Just, I love him. I love his story. Yeah. It, he kind of reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Maybe just because I love both of them, literally, not figuratively. I don't understand how you can root against this guy. I don't either. Like, I understand why some people might hate Bash Mahomes because he's just beating their teams when they thought they've already had the victory. Like, mm-hmm. I, he's got the, the family member stuff. Yeah. There are a lot of people that hate him because of that or yeah. give him 100% uh, <laughs> credit for it. Is, that a, is it a problem? Like, did somebody point that it's out just, to you? No, you guys I, have pointed out so many other things in my past. <laughs> not in my past. Just like... For shows that we've done, like, ah, oh, you said this a lot today. We counted, like, 27 times. And I've counted me saying 100% several times today. It's like my fill-in. It's like my fill-in. And that's my other thing. I go through phases of fill-in words or, like, accents or just things that I say or do. And it's like, I don't want that to become one of them. Now that you mention it, it's I'm yeah. going to hear it. <laughs> 100%. Um, but I don't, I don't understand how you can hate against Giannis mm-hmm. at all. The Patrick Mahomes stuff, I get a little bit more. But how can you know anything about Have you about noticed how little we see from the rest? Like, like Brittany is Brittany, right? But it's, yep. yeah. It's different. A lot different. <laughs> Somebody got him talking to. <laughs> yep. Why is it every time we hear about you? It's about something stupid you're doing. Or you're being slandered. Why? <laughs> yeah. You like that apartment you have? Yeah. You Enough's enough. <laughs> enough is enough. It is definitely. I've been aware of that all year. Understand. Mm-hmm. It was after like week four. I'm like, hmm. I haven't heard much on that nope. front. Nope. Not even from Barstool. What's I wonder if Barstool got to talk into as well. It was like, hey, that's enough. Well, I've talked yeah. to him. I'm talking to you. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, you keep my wife's <laughs> name out your mouth. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. You know, she's pregnant yeah. right now. But she I looks. I never really understood a lot of the She's glowing. She this second pregnancy, she looks great. I don't mean that inappropriately, but she does. Like, I see her picture I know, on Instagram, and I'm like, <laughs> like, I've always thought she was attractive. But like, right now, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she still works out yeah. like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Brittany Mahomes. Works out all the time through her pregnancy. She works out more than I do, for sure. Yeah. The, over the last month and a half, absolutely. Yeah. Unless you count me playing so, volleyball, which, what up? Actually, pretty good. 
That's a yeah, it's an exercise. You know what? This is random. Um, I I want to start doing yoga. You want to? You have. You should. Want to. That'd be great for your knees. Your, yeah. I mean, seriously, like you there's being a, stable anywhere else? I am because uh, the new office that we have. There's a yoga studio on the mm-hmm. first floor. It, I'm just too embarrassed. You to want to go with you? I'll hit you Maybe. with a 5 a.m. class. Oof, five, did you say 5 a.m.? What else are you going to do yoga? <laughs> Not 5 a.m. Are you doing it in the night? There's no night class for yoga. They do that shit in the morning. Them women get in there. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm out. <laughs> Those women go into yoga, my guy. They sweat and they fart during their stretches and they go home with their little yoga mats and their cute <laughs> outfits and they're out what? of there. <laughs> sweat and fart. Oh, yeah, dude. What? Thing? Uh, you're stretching, like you're relaxing your body. Is sometimes that's another thing that would just be I mean, embarrassing. You're just sitting there, you're doing this little butterfly stretch. You lean forward, your face is right there. You're relaxing. You take a deep breath. <laughs> happens to the best of them. I haven't done yoga in 15 years. I did one. I did yoga once on a P90X video that my parents bought when I was in high school, yeah. and I was like, I am sweating way too much to stretch. This is stupid. It's so weird. Like people knock it all the time. And then there's the opposite end that are guys like us that just mm-hmm. praise it. It's it's oddly relaxing and hard yeah. at the same time. And when you're done with it, you feel good. That's what anyone says about any workout, but like yoga, especially because you're stretched out, like you're you're nimble, yeah, like you you're feel breathing fluid, right, and you're smooth. not like yeah, like nobody gets hurt doing yeah. yoga. No offense to you, CrossFitters. <laughs> no one gets hurt yeah, doing back, yoga. Man. I'm back. I'm healed. I'm back now, but. But that's the thing. It's like you might get sore from doing yoga. You know what the cure is? Go do more <laughs> yoga. Stretch, bitch. <laughs> it's like, oh, I hurt this back muscle. What should I do? Uh, this mm-hmm. pose? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'll so be honest with you. I wait, when I get up in the mornings now, I go and do a foam roller. Roll on my back and my quads, and then I do a couple yoga poses. And stretch out. I really do, do in my you, living wait, room. Wait, you're doing this uh, upward dog, like upward and downward dog, and then uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what what kind of. I think it's like a prayer pose or something like that. Um, but it's like when you just stick like uh, like your left leg out, and then you like bend down, like you stretch out your back right leg, you put your knee up, and then you like you lean down beside it, and like you rotate to the side. It's kind of like stretch out your hip flexors. See, and, there, I've seen people do this one where they put their knee and their foot on the ground and then like lean mm-hmm. forward. That just looks one attractive. I see you. I see you. I feel your eyes looking at me. Two, it just yeah. looks cool. That one hell of a hip stretch. Feels pretty good. What is your favorite yoga position? Um, honestly, it's probably downward dog. Because like you can stretch out your hip flexors and everything. And then like if you go from like upward dog to downward dog, it feels pretty good. Mine's doggy style. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be. <laughs> You like the All hybrid. Right, that's it you, for like us. The hybrid <laughs> you like the hybrid pose. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us, putting up with the randomness and a little bit of a hint of sports talk in there today too. We'll be back at it on Sunday, breaking down some of these. Uh, hopefully, a big mm-hmm. college weekend. College football weekend actually kind of sucks too. Ole Miss and Alabama play. Outside of that, Texas and TCU. I don't know if that's going to be a good game. Is it, UC, is it USC and UCLA this weekend, or is it USC and... No. USC plays Colorado. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tomorrow. That's yeah. Friday night. I'm right now watching that game. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll catch up on some sports 
Uh, maybe we'll get some big baseball moves. Or maybe LeBron will come back from his groin injury. Maybe he should do more yeah. yoga. How much yoga do you think he does? I bet he does a lot. I bet though. he does. And if it's not yoga, it's some other type of stretching. That's not enough yoga, but it's yoga Pilates. enough. Pilates, mm-hmm. what you said? And then, you know, maybe we come back on Sunday and we're like, yeah, we did our first yoga session. do goat yoga. No chance. You don't think you could do yoga? Like that, you'd be in a, a downward dog and a goat could jumps I? on your yes. ass? Would I ever? Absolutely yeah, they not. Shit I don't on you. get it. You're just dealing these pebbles I mean, bouncing off your butt? I, I, yeah, these people have this misconception of goats. I know they see the videos mm-hmm. and the pictures, and you're like, oh, they're adorable. They're nasty they creatures. They eat anything, and they poop all the they time. They've got their weird-ass little eyes. They smell <laughs> weird. That stringy, wiry little hair. Everywhere. If they're not fighting each other, I could go the rest of my life without seeing a goat. If they're not fighting each other? That sounds worse than it probably is supposed to. I love watching goats like headbutt. I love seeing them headbutt other people. I saw a TikTok of a goat <laughs> attack a cow. Yeah. The other day, the goat won, knocked the cow out. Really? <laughs> like a boxing match. Yep. The I the cow is just like I don't know if it was like a bull or whatever, knocked out cold. <laughs> Just done for. Just tips <laughs> over. And the goat is just like, he's the goat. That's why they <laughs> call it the goat. Bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we're really going to end the show. We do appreciate you guys joining us. And we will talk to you again on Sunday.